Hello and welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And this week uh, we decided to do a movie week. So uh, in honor of all the Bond stuff with Spectre being released this week, uh, or last week, or two weeks ago, whenever you hear dun, this. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to do that. <laughs> it's not even really the Bond theme. I don't even know. It was close. Was yeah, it, it was, at least close? Yeah, it will definitely not get sued. But, okay. You know, like, I feel like uh, if we had to actually have an intro for this and Coo. not get sued, it would no? be perfect. Okay, no. Yeah. No, I don't think that worked. <laughs> I don't even know what you just did. I don't either. <laughs> I was made, trying to do the gun. I, I was going to say, uh, you But did, I, don't, I don't have the blood flowing down or anything no, or, like, and, the gun barrel. <laughs> and our listeners can't see you do that. Yeah. So, like, I looked over and saw, like, a half second of a gun thing before you're like, oh, no, not doing it. Yeah, it was weird because I was like, I was like, should I just do the grip or should uh-huh. I do the barrel, too, with my index finger? Right, because, yeah, the if you're doing the barrel thing, it's not how you actually hold a gun. It's yeah. just uh, you're making a finger gun. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like this half cocked. It was like you didn't a, commit either way. Yeah, I had. It was like a. It was like I have a BB gun. I think it's just bad. It's the worst James Bond. It's a gun. snub nose. It's we like d- one of those little, uh, you know, six chamber, <laughs> like the ones that you get to kill people, but that are not like really practical for anything else. <laughs> anyway, uh, yay! We're Jane Ross. We're talking about uh, Bond this week, uh, specifically Casino Royale. Because mm-hmm. you said you hadn't seen any of the Daniel Craig Bonds. None of them. And uh, I I tend to like these ones. I think they're some of the best. So yeah. I was like, Casino Royale, would, I think, would be an interesting one to talk about. Yeah. So going back, uh, you said you're not a big fan, generally, of the franchise, Not right? really. Okay. No. And, and what's, like, your experience with the Bond movies? Or Pretty what? much the Nintendo 64 game. <laughs> I, I played the shit out of that when I was yeah. a kid. Pretty much everyone our age, I think. That, right. was a, that was a formative game. That was a good game. It was a, yeah. Even was, And I didn't even like the movie, really. But, yeah. But uh, the game was the shit. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Yeah, the game's, like, famous for reasons that are almost completely unrelated to James Bond. Despite it being, like, a pretty good adaptation of GoldenEye with, you know, like... Like, it, it helped that GoldenEye had a really, like, kind of synth-oriented score. So, like, on N64, <laughs> they could basically do the score to GoldenEye in the game and, you know, sound right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, classic game. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the first, like, multiplayer shooters on console that yeah. was, like, really any good. <laughs> right. So, like, that's mainly why. But, you know, so you don't remember much of GoldenEye the movie or... Oh, no, I remember the movie. I yeah. remember watching the first, the GoldenEye one. Yeah. And then, uh... But other than that, not really. Yeah, and you said you'd seen World Is Not Enough of the Brosnan era. And, and Tomorrow Never Dies. And Tomorrow Never Dies, but so. not Die Another Day. Did not watch Die Another Day. And, uh, yeah, so... Uh, and then uh, I've seen well, the one with Jaws oh. as the villain. Which one? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, the Holy Spy shit. Loved Me or uh, Moonraker? That's a good question. Very different movies. Uh, good, I don't know. It was like just on TV one did day. Did they go to like, space at any point? I, that sounds familiar. They're probably Moonraker okay. then. Yeah. And then uh, I saw bits and pieces of some of the Sean Connery's ones, but yeah. I never watched in, in its entirety. Yeah, those are those are ones that, like, until I actually watched through the whole series, yeah. uh, I'd, I'd seen all sorts of scenes from those. But yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd ever really sat down and watched one from start to finish. And they had, they had, like, one of the Timothy Dalton ones on, like, a cheap, cheesy one of those, like... You get the channels with the bunny ears. <laughs> and like, oh, yeah. And I was like, I watched like 15 minutes of that. And you're like, I, like, I fucking hate this guy. I hate his yeah. face. 
<laughs> and like Timothy Dalton is a cheese dick anyway. <laughs> so like, but then he even gets like cheesier with James Bond and like. See, I feel like he's one of the less cheesy James Bonds. Really? Yeah, or at least like it, I, he. Gets, maybe it was just the movie, but maybe he's only in two. Like okay. he's in uh, he's one called the the Living Daylights and another one called License to Kill. Yeah. Living Daylights is kind of a classic Bond style movie. Yeah, and then License to Kill, like they tried to go for the dark revenge type thing. And it just doesn't work because it's a movie with like laser Polaroids and shit. Like it just clashes with the whole dark vengeance thing. Yeah, but maybe uh, that's the one I watched because I remember going like, "This is some cheese dick shit." Yeah, <laughs> like, so. and, like I'm okay with Timothy Dalton in general, but like his movie, he, his movies were just kind of eh. Yeah. Like uh, when I did my list of uh, movies that are worth watching in the Bond franchise, like if you were to go through them, uh, neither of his made it. Not because they're awful. Like, there are worse movies that made my list. Sure. But, it, but like, they're just kind of Of, of not, the James... Yeah. Did you do... Okay, so you just did a James Bond collection yeah, of so, the ones worth watching. Yeah, like, uh, I, I did this big old retrospective you can find on my site, mediummashup.com. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where I, I talked about all the movies, all the different eras of them, and then at the end I did kind of... These are the ones worth watching if okay. you want to get into it. So no, neither of his made neither it. Neither of his made it. Okay. And he was the only one without one of the movies at least on gotcha. it. Uh, and I kind of felt bad about it because I was like, I still think I like him more as a Bond than like Roger Moore. Okay. Uh, and pro- I don't know, George, probably more than George Lazenby. Uh, like it's not, uh, not as much as uh, Connery, Brosnan, or uh, Craig, but, mm-hmm. but I didn't think it was terrible. Yeah. Then again, I don't really think any of the Bonds are that bad. They're just yeah. way different from each other. Sure. So... So what what to you would be a good Bond movie, or what would, do you look for? Since like you're not a big fan of it, you most of your experiences from the Brosnan era, which you weren't that big on. Yeah, you said I, you walked out of World Is Not Enough. No, I finished it, but okay. I walked out of it going like, "Wow, that was a giant piece of shit." It's just a really bad. The movie. World Is Not Enough to save that movie. Like, that movie <laughs> is a piece of shit. That would be your critic. Uh, yeah. uh, article title. If yeah, you read it. and the I was world, in love. With the, I was in love with Denise Richards at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, um, she is horrible yes. in that movie. Not like, not like I don't usually bag on actors or actresses that often because I find most of them are at least competent. And like, if they're good or bad, it usually depends on the material they have to work with. Sure. Uh, Denise Richards is fucking terrible. <laughs> like in that movie. In that movie. Yeah. Like she's fine for wild things. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. She is. But uh, as a <laughs> nuclear physicist. She's less than convincing. <laughs> <laughs> she speaks the way that, like, a porn about nuclear physicists. Like, <laughs> every scene she's in seems like a porno. Nice. <laughs> Not because of sex, but because of just her line delivery. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's not not a very good. You movie. come here to fix my nuclear reactor, James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh so so not yeah, not a but... fan of that one. You're not really sure what you want in a Bond movie, I don't, right? Yeah. Just that I mean, it, it was never really for you. A big thing is is villains. Yeah, okay. Uh, I love I love villains. You know mm-hmm. that like I've always I think a good villain can disguise a crappy hero <laughs> yeah i mean you can alan rickman a movie okay <laughs> like, you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean <laughs> like, it's true because they're they're uh that was one of the uh, a cool like a uh, little segment they had on like crack they were like 
movies, like top ten movies with an awful performance and an awesome performance in yeah, the like, same movie. Yeah. And one of them was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll yeah. give you that one. <laughs> yeah. Alan Rickman is a dependable bad guy. Yeah, he's so good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess... Let, let's move on to Casino Royale a bit. Okay. So you had not seen this one before. Nothing. Uh, you didn't really have expectations for what you liked about Bond other than you weren't a big Bond fan. Yeah. But you do like good villains. Yes. So how did, I guess, Casino Royale work? Or did you like it? Was the... I liked it. I like, mm-hmm. And in all fairness, uh, what I liked about it really, um, to tell you the truth, I thought the, I thought the villain was a little weak. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I, I would agree. Like, mm-hmm. Lashifra... He looks the part of a Bond villain, yeah. and like Mads Mikkelsen is fine, yeah. but he's a little underwritten. There's not much about him other than he's he's smart, he's good with math, and he's like an investor and for bad guys. Blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like he ha- he's given that quirk, but it's not really like a character thing. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, and um, oh, one, and really, he does like James Bond doesn't really face him, which I think is. Mm-hmm. A little weak, you know, because like I kind of like, especially with a movie like this, I kind of mm-hmm. like the fucking in battle. Yeah, you know, I think it's just I think it's kind of needed. <laughs> yeah, and um, so yeah, so that part was a little weak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an that's that, that's def- the one thing I really liked about GoldenEye is Sean Bean is right. just the fucking shit. Sean Bean is good, and like his. His character could have been really cheesy too, right. because I mean, yeah, they set him up as you know he's kind of he's an old double o eight double o agent. He's double o seven, right? So six, six. That's right. So he's an old friend of Bonds, and but then and then they also make him like a Nazi descendant or something like that. Yeah. Like there's like all this silliness with it. Of course, he has a scar, but like he Sean Bean plays it really well. Mm-hmm. Also, just like to point out, uh, best Sean Bean twist ever in a movie is that he's not dead. <laughs> and like, which is so like, used okay. to him dying all the time that <laughs> for once the twist is he doesn't die in the movie <laughs> until later when everything right is set. but you know like spoiler alert his first death didn't stick yeah <laughs> um, there were some holes yeah but uh so not a big fan of the villain in it right yeah, in casino really. royale yeah. i i so, like, in a traditional Bond film, like, absolutely, you know, like, it's all, it has to have that big final act with the villain and stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the change in expectation here, though, where Le Chiffre is the villain the whole way through, but, like, really, the force that he's against is this big, you know, shadowy, much mm-hmm. larger enemy that isn't in the film that much, but, like, is kind of lingering over it, and then... It allows the personal connection with Vesper and all that to really take center stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, like, in a way, Le Chiffre is almost like a red herring. Like, he's, yeah, yeah he's, like, dry, sort of driving the conflict, but, like, he's just a small cog in it mm-hmm. to begin with. But I can definitely see that, too, where, like, yeah. there's a big part where, in these movies, you do want, like, this big right. fight between these people or, like, a villain that can really go toe-to-toe with Bond, like an right. actual person. Yeah, because, I, mean, I mean, he's got one of the most ruthless torture scenes ever. I mean, he's yeah. beating Daniel Craig's balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, so what do you think about that? Like, do you think Lord. that belongs in a Bond movie, or is it... I mean, that that made the bad guy badder. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, it did. And, like, so, and I was like, okay, here we go, and then all of a sudden, just his fate is chosen for him. Yeah, kind of. Just, like, kind of... Kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. And, and that, like, that torture scene is interesting, just because... 
like you're so used to, or if you watch a lot of the Bond movies, all the villains always have like these kind of ridiculous schemes, or if they're gonna torture or kill Bond, it's always yeah. something silly, like in Goldfinger with a laser up the crotch on the table. That's like a famous thing. Right. He's literally just strapped to a table, and there's a laser going up between his legs. It's right. like, well, why do that? Or, or even even Inspector, like the new one. There's a villain that has like this chair that's like just designed for torturing people. And, and like, it, I like that introducing Craig and like trying to restart the franchise, they decided instead, they're like, no, we're going to have a guy who's his form of torture is as simple as it can get. He has a chair, a ball and a swing, <laughs> and he cuts out the bottom of the chair and hits his nuts a lot. <laughs> like it's brutal, but it's also, it's also stripped down. It's like, well, they, with they, the aesthetic of the movie, it's yeah. No well, nonsense. They, well they, they even like the exposition even said that like kind of point blank in your yeah. face it was like, yeah, all these ex- elaborate torture schemes, you know. Yeah, I just find the most simplest to be the most brutal or whatever. He was right. Like, so oh, okay. But I mean that doesn't that doesn't change anything with the villain or mm. like whether the villain's that interesting or whether yeah. killing him off without Bond ever really facing him was a good decision like those are kind yeah. of different things right. but i i like i like that it fits with the aesthetic of the movie and the idea that it's like a very stripped down version of bond it's like there are action scenes that are pretty awesome but like they're not like it's not like uh, pierce brosnan out running of space laser in an invisible car <laughs> like in die another day <laughs> near an ice palace too <laughs> that movie's stupid <laughs> but, but uh yeah, like even the intro where you have a uh, Bond like going to assassinate the guy or like his second kill ever, like you've got him just killing a guy by strength or drowning him in a bathroom sink and then like just shooting a guy point blank. Like it's it's very much everyone's practical. Like there's no bullshitting around. <laughs> but I don't know. I I I think it works pretty well for this one. So aside from the villain stuff, what do you think of the plot? Um Let's see here. Because <laughs> there was a lot happening. Yeah, yeah, there is. There's like, it's, um, it's, I don't know if scattered's the right word. Yeah. But uh, it just seemed like, like you said, it seemed like there was like two movies, you know, or like yeah. a few movies in a movie. Yeah, the way, the way I look at Casino Royale kind of, in terms of structure, yeah. is that it is a three-act movie. But each act is kind of broken up into its own, like, three acts. Okay. So that you've got the beginning with all the, uh... Like, I, I would say the first act is from the start where you find out about Le Chiffre's plan to tank the company, kind of. Mm-hmm. Then, like, that's act one, kind of Bond being sent... Or, like, figuring all that out. And this, the mm-hmm. embassy scene and stuff. Then mm-hmm. act, act one of... Or act two of act one would be where he, uh... Actually goes down there, goes to the party, bets, uh, hooks up with uh, the bo- the one guy's wife, yeah, and uh, then then ends up going to stop. The act three would be him trying to stop the destruction of the plane that okay. Lucifer did, and then uh, the Bond girl ending up dead. Okay. Because I think within within all three of those acts, it's setting up Bond's character. It's showing that he is pretty cold. He is a killer. He doesn't give a shit. Like he has these shells up around him so that he doesn't connect with anybody emotionally. Yeah. Like, it's that's the exposition. And it's also giving you the idea, like, why Le Chiffre is doing the uh, the whole uh, Casino Royale plot. Like, why he needs the money. Because he needs to pay these people back 
because Bond screwed him over already. Yeah. So like it it works as a an act one like introduction to all of the, like the main arc, but it also has its own beats within that. Okay. Then act two would be like meeting Vesper on the train and establishing their or the first act of act two would be meeting yeah. Vesper. And introducing so that her. would be. You think uh, that would be the start of the second act, or you think that'd be the B story? I feel like that's the start of the second act. Mm. Like I, it just be. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess like you could say that like that's still Act One stuff, or at least it's like no. exposi- exposition or important information that's normally in Act One, but being introduced at the start of Act Two, since Act One was used more <laughs> right. establishing Bond. So yeah. it, it's a weird structure, but I feel like it works. Yeah. Where you've got that, and then Act Two of Act Two is the whole casino portion of the movie like him betting and eventually winning the game and then act three of that is like vesper being kidnapped in the yeah. twist and yeah. uh mathis. right yeah. right like him thinking mathis was the traitor yeah and then uh being uh, the, yeah act three being tortured uh then do you think you think act three or act three or of act, act three two, i mean or no no uh, <laughs> it's act, confusing oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i meant like it's I saying, the end I've, of act two because definitely the end of to you know, go into the climax is right. when Lashiv gets shot. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I would. I would say that's that would be like cli- the Act Two climax. Yeah, if you yeah, have yeah. like the three act within right. that. Yeah, yeah, him being shot at, at the torture scene in general being kind of that, and then you've got the wind down after uh, with the. But then like the full third act of the movie is like part one is like uh, approving the money and all that, and then establishing that Vesper and he are in love. Act two is then once they're in Venice and then the slow eventual realization that she uh, was using him or she was probably the spy, not Mathers. And then the act three of that is the big conclusion in the shootout and Vesper dies and Bond going after Mr. White. Gotcha. So it's like, yeah, it's like all these mini or like three acts and then three acts within each. And I, I think it's kind of cool. Like, yeah. I, 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 did you felt? Did you feel like it worked, or did you feel like it was just kind of like you said scattered? Yeah, it, it felt a little scattered. Uh huh. Um, but not much. I mm-hmm. mean, it wasn't like so. Like, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, but yeah. Like, I just, feel like there are through lines on about everything. Yeah. But. So I mean, it was it was pretty good, but I would have, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Cause then like yeah. Which, and now thinking about it, I mean, which was, you know, that's a casino game, kind of like, it was weird, like, it didn't feel like it had anything to do with the climax at first, but then it mm-hmm. had almost everything to do with the climax. Like, like the card game? Or yeah. The, yeah, I mean, pretty much the drama of the movie lies on that, in a way. Yeah. Or at least it seems to at the time. Yeah, but, like, because you think he goes all in, okay, that's it. Yeah. You know, and then it kind of well, comes back. Right, That's and that's the, that's what's funny about, you know, the, the three acts within three acts thing, is that, yeah. like, that's normally the point, the point of a no, or not the point of no return, but, like, the, you know, the, the nadir guys, of the story, where, yeah, like, the, the bad, bad guys close in. Right, yeah. yeah, but it happens in act two, and it's resolved within act two, and then there's a whole third act after that. Well, with a, so it was, it was interesting, it was definitely <laughs> intriguing. Yeah, for, just um, from a script writing perspective. Yeah. I, I think I this is probably like this may not be my very favorite Bond movie, but it is my favorite Bond screenplay. Like yeah. I think it's it's got the most attention to character. It's got yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no, it did have like really good care. I will definitely agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, so which characters did you like, or what? Did, I like the Bond. Yeah, and I'm not even a big Daniel Craig fan, but yeah, uh, he's really good. Yeah, and well, that and his characters in like yeah, and they even said it was like what I liked about him was they say it in the, on the train. Yeah, is that 
you're not you probably weren't born of wealth. Yeah, yeah. that's why you have a chip on your shoulder. So you kind of come from the and he kind of feels like kind of like a like almost like a lower class guy that like kind of had to fight his way up. Yeah. You know, and like absolutely like grew like, up in like fucking like hard England, you know what I mean? Like I, Yeah, and I like Vesper's comment about a suit. Where, you know, you dress like that because you b- believe that, you know, people are supposed to dress like that, but you hate it and you feel like, you yeah. know, it kind of suffocates you, you know? Like, he's out of place in it. He is like this thug guy who's been yeah. brought up to this 007 standard. <laughs> right? Because, like, Pierce Brosnan feels like his yeah, James Bond felt like he just went to Yale. Yeah. And, like, you yeah. know, like shit. Like, his daddy got him into the 007 <laughs> right. program or something. Right. A- <laughs> and, I mean, same with, same with Roger Moore. Uh, to degree, Timothy Dalton, George Lazenby, like, I feel like Sean Connery had a rough edge to him, kind yeah. of, which, like, Connery, you know, is the prototypical Bond, obviously, he was the first one, everybody judges Bonds after Connery a lot of mm-hmm. the time, or they compare him, and, because he, he had, like, that charm to him, like, an effortless charm, especially in the earlier ones he did, but, you know, he could also be kind of dangerous or, you know, you could believe that he could be this cold, hard killer while also being this really smooth operator. Nice. And while a lot of the other Bonds have been more like on the smooth, suave, cool agent thing, like, I feel like they went way further the other way with Craig where they wanted him to be like this, you know, the kind of guy you'd actually hire to go kill people for the British government. Yeah. So, yeah, so I dug that a lot. And I'm not even really the biggest Daniel Craig fan, to tell yeah. the truth. And, so. and, and I really like Vesper's character a lot in this movie, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, like, there are parts where they kind of seem to be falling into the general trap of just like, oh, of course she fell for Bond. She's a Bond girl. She Every girl loves Bond <laughs> right. just because he's Bond. <laughs> right? And like, yeah. But, but I like that there's an ulterior, ulterior motive to it. Like, she, she's doing that because it's essentially her job. She's trying to right. save someone else the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And you do get the impression that she does care about him by the end of it. But how much of it is an act and how much of it isn't, you might... Because, like, she really does turn on a dime. See, it's I was like, hoping... That was one thing I kind of didn't like. Is really? that, like, I was hoping that she just went cold-blooded. Yeah, that she was just evil the whole time. Yeah, because, like... She was, yeah, yeah. Cause, like at first, I was because I remember saying I was like because they said they had that like part when they're on the beach, mm-hmm. like I'm gonna quit for you. I was like, oh, she's dead. Yeah, she's yeah. fucking dead. You thought they were gonna basically, uh, well, do what they do to a lot of Bond girls yeah. in those movies, where it's just like, well, poor girl, she's just dead now, and Bond yeah. will just move <laughs> on, and yeah. which which they they set up with the first act, like they have that the woman Bond doesn't even sleep with, just the guy's wife, yeah. that uh, it gets killed. Basically, because of Bond, the only Bond girl that Bond doesn't have sex with, <laughs> at least in this movie. But yeah, most of the time, uh, it's yeah. He at least has sex with her before, she, before they die. Or at least finger bangs her. They had the comment, Ross. They had the comment, and then yeah, there's a little little finger <laughs> joke that Bond makes, which uh, confirmed everything really. Yeah, <laughs> open and shut case. I don't know. Bond it's is a finger all about finger banging. <laughs> the whole series um but yeah like i i i, I kind of like that she wasn't just straight up evil like mm-hmm. if she had been bad but like there was some justification to it it would have been it would worked out too but i like that she's a more complex character uh that they they she, i mean like, she's not just colored one way or another like no yeah like i think i think there's a lot more to her than a typical bond girl that's fair i'll give you that yeah but um i, I don't know i was just hoping for like 
just full on evil. <laughs> you just uh, yeah, and you, it makes fucking Daniel Craig even that much colder. Because like he even kind of has these like, what job's done? Bitch is dead. Yeah, I was like, which, fuck. Which I love, not because I, but because I think that's him. Like that's the start of the James Bond. I don't give a fuck, even though he kind of does. Like in the first mm-hmm. act, he he pretty much doesn't care. Like yeah. he's pretty much distanced himself from everything. I believe when he tells M that, or when M says like, oh, I, I guess I don't have to tell you to emotionally distance yourself from that. He's like, no, <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. I believe that that's probably how he feels. But mm-hmm. like by the end of this movie, I think he's different. I think he's yeah, I mean, opened def- up it, in a way it that... It gives him an arc too. But, right. But and, I don't know, I kind of like... I, I yeah. don't know, even though it doesn't give him an arc and it just made him be like, bitch is dead. I don't know, I kind of was like, oh, fuck. James Bond's gonna kick some fucking ass. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he tries to save her at the end. Like, he yeah. still has feelings for her, yeah. definitely. But, like, that's his way of, like, trying to put up a shell. Mm. Which, it, for me, makes the other Daniel Craig movies a lot more interesting okay. after this. Because they they do occasionally call back to Casino Royale. Like, Casino mm. Royale is treated as, like, a major part of his character. So, like, yeah, every once in a while I'll make a quip after a woman dies or something stupid like that. But, like, you get the impression that he's doing it to, like, put up an air, like, present himself in a particular way. Yeah. And that, yeah, like, when he's drinking all the time, it's because he's an alcoholic. He doesn't really like who he is or what he does, but he doesn't really want anyone to know. <laughs> like, he's a more complex character because of this movie so that they don't even have to like constantly bring it up in the text. Mm-hmm. Like you can get it in the subtext. Of a lot of those films. Nice. And oh yeah. Yeah. It's so, yeah. So I definitely liked the bond. Mm-hmm. I definitely liked him better than Pierce Brosnan. Yeah. Did you like Pierce Brosnan was fun. Yeah. I mean, but like, <laughs> he's like I, I liked his book I liked him as a Bond just in like he felt like a really balanced portrayal of the character mm. like he he could be dangerous or threatening but he could also be like you know like the suave cool sophisticated guy he could be jokey he could be romantic like he was one of the only actors who could really hit all the angles on that like mm. Daniel Craig can be like he can be pretty pretty witty seeming or like he has his charm but it's not the Kinda. same type of thing yeah it's very different than the other movies yeah. uh i guess that that brings it to you know like does this feel at all like a bond movie to you you mentioned there's no big villain thing the the bond girl like not, she's not just not good really. or bad yeah not really and is that a good or a bad thing <laughs> i mean i guess for because i mean i liked it i mean yeah i, I was good Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely one of the better Bond movies I've seen, but I mean, mm-hmm. granted, I've, I've seen maybe six or seven of them. Yeah. Do you um, think it's the best of those? Probably, yeah. 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 I mean... Like, going, for me anyway, like, going through all the movies, like, now, just mm-hmm. watching it from beginning to end, like, in terms of what the best movies are, like, it, there's, it's hands down, like, the Daniel Craig ones are a lot better. Right. Like this one and Skyfall. Do you think that's just with. I mean, because, I mean, we've just gotten so much more advanced in, like, technology of shooting. Uh, you know, I, I mean, mean, that's. that's always I mean, the 60s, you know. Right. Like, it, it's, it's tricky, but, but yeah. Like, uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service is probably the next best one in terms of being just a good film. Yeah. Like, they're a great classic. The bond. George Rosenby one? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, even huh. though he's not that great a Bond, the yeah. script for it is way better than the other uh, early films. Interesting. And it, it's shot way better, too. Like, yeah. the, the cinematography and editing of that movie were very good for the time. And, yeah. like, especially versus a lot of the Connery ones, where, like you said, they're 
they're sixties films, and that that's not to say that all sixties films look shitty or anything, but like I'll say it. There no, there are some really <laughs> great looking ones. Like but you can go back 60, way further and the sixties really were just a movies. rough decade. Can we at least say that for <laughs> film? Were, I don't know, like. Seventies were way better. Yeah, seventies are an incredible decade for. Film. I'd even, I'd even put the eighties are better than the sixties. Oh, I don't know about, eh, I don't know about that. But I like, would, man. Sixties, <laughs> uh, sixties Bond in particular is very simple. Oh, we were just talking about Bond. I thought we were talking about. No, we Bond. we were talking about it in general. Okay, but but for Bond, I would I would agree with you. Like yeah. that, the the sixties films are pretty simple in their cinematography. Like, it's more functional than it is stylistic. Like, they don't really try to tell a story with the visuals alone mm. uh, the way that a lot of modern films do. But, like, the big difference for me is just, like, on a script level, this is so much better than all the other ones, or mm. the earlier ones. Like, there's so much more thought and care put into the characters and motivation. And, and just, like, narrative clarity. Like, mm-hmm. in general, like, there are a couple things while we were watching it where we're like, okay, they don't make real clear why this is going on, or, like, why Bond thinks this, like, with Mathis, but they make it yeah. clear later, kind of. Yeah. And, and like, in general, there's a through line with everything, and every, yeah. s- like, the, there's a functional narrative to it that a lot of the movies don't have. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a feeling, especially after, like, Goldfinger and Thunderball and stuff, where uh, you get the feeling that they booked locations right. and figured out stunts, and then they're just like, okay, figure out how to tie this together in some <laughs> sort of narrative. Like, there's no real... Oh yeah, like, like, like Goldeneye faking Sean Bean's death. Like, why was that even necessary? See, like, why? Goldeneye would say it was actually one of the better scripts of a Bond yeah. movie. And but but still, like, why was like why did you even? Have oh, why did he fake his death? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know on that. Uh, I guess yeah, like it was a master plan. He wanted to get back at him somehow. Yeah, for but then but then he reveals himself yeah. randomly. Yeah, it's like okay. <laughs> and uh, interesting thing about Goldeneye, it's directed by the same person who directed this one. So the, the only two films he did, basically he was called back by uh, the Eon and, you know, the Broccoli, I, I guess it's daughter of the guy, Albert Broccoli, I think, and uh, to basically redo the franchise twice. Because after the Timothy Dalton movies, everybody was, like, done with Bond. They thought, and, and also the Cold War was over, so they thought it was irrelevant. Right. Uh, and he made Goldeneye, which was a much more... Uh, it, like, it was much more aware of the type of movie it was. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... Goldeneye is a pretty funny movie. Like, there are a lot of uh, jokes. There's some clever writing around the idea that Bond is outdated. Like, the whole concept doesn't make sense in the 90s anymore, where, like, right. he's this, you know, misogynist, like, spy <laughs> dude uh, it, who just, like, runs in and kills people and doesn't listen to anyone. Like, M flat out calls him a misogynist in the movie. Yeah. That he's, says he's a dinosaur and that it, his charms are completely lost on her. Uh, like and, and like that's an intentional thing. Not only to have her say that, but to have M be a woman. Like bring in Judy Dench. It's all about like okay, this outdated idea of this like you know awesome spy who just bangs all the ladies. It doesn't make sense <laughs> in the PC nineties where like you have women in was the nineties. That PC though. Nineties was all about PC. Like it kind of disappeared, no, and now it's like okay. Come back, I was about to say of. there's no way it was more. It's more PC than now. Yeah, though. yeah. It's it's kind of returned. Now, but, now it's like. Yeah. PC on steroids because the internet. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, fair. Uh, that's fair. But yeah, it's it, like Goldeneye yeah. is a smart script, but it does a di- like both this movie and Goldeneye are very very aware of the past of the series. But Goldeneye is more on its face, like it kind of mocking all that while also embracing it. Mm-hmm. And here it's more like, okay, here's the problems. Let's make 
a context where we can have those movies and that character, but give it background in a way that like transforms it. So the context of the character makes him far more interesting than he was in the other ones. But yeah, just don't mind the continuity. <laughs> no, no. Continuity, dude. The timeline it's, is it's not even worth it. Like it it's fascinating going through all of it and being like like trying to figure out in, on Her Majesty's Secret Service if it's the same bond or not, because there are scenes where it's clearly supposed to be the same bond and scenes where it's clearly not. <laughs> and like con- and issues where like like Blofeld's in it, but he looks completely different. And uh, it, he doesn't recognize Bond from the last movie, and <laughs> even though he knows who Bond is, it's it's weird. <laughs> and Q being in every single like Bond movie up until uh, well, up through World is not enough. Yeah. And uh, then being replaced by John Cleese for like two movies, and then disappearing again. But <laughs> net. But yeah, like this this is cool to me, or I like the way Casino Royale adds that background. It really does work as an origin story, so that later movies can kind of build it back into the bond of the classics. Mm. So like like Skyfall, they reintroduce like Q and Money Penny, and uh, then uh, you've got Spectre, which, like its name would say, introduces Spectre, which is the evil group of villains that like was was behind everything in the Connery films and some, a number of the Roger Moore ones and honor majesty secret service and all that. Okay. So, so it's interesting. Cause yeah, like they've kind of reclaimed some of the old bond stuff by now, but yeah, with a more interesting character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's intriguing. I mean, uh, another thing I really did, uh, the fight scenes in this fucking movie were fucking sweet. Yeah. Pretty the, well done. Huh? <laughs> the, yeah. The staircase. Yeah, the one with the the Uganda, uh, the Uganda yeah. from uh, dictator warlord. Right. Warlord. Yeah, I think warlord. Uh, yeah, just his, his guys who were sent there to get the money from Lashifra. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, that fight was awesome, and then uh, I really dug the the collapsing of the Venice Hotel or yeah. whatever. Yeah. That was. Um, and there's the famous chase scene early on. Uh, right like with the, the parkour, parkour dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, like it, it feels lower key just because like a lot of them are hand-to-hand scenes and it, it's a little more brutal than a lot of them. It doesn't feel like they're like expertly court. It doesn't feel like a Matrix fight. Like it, it feels like <laughs> people actually like fighting to kill each other. Right. <laughs> and and yeah, like I agree. It's really well done. It's uh, a pretty... what. What do you think of the look of the film, I guess, then? Like, it's it's different than... It's darker, probably, than the Brosnan ones, but... Yeah, it did. I mean, granted, I mean, it felt darker than the 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 previous three, but maybe I need to watch Goldeneye yeah. again, because I, I was... Goldeneye's still not like yeah, that. I know. thought it was a little dark. I thought Goldeneye was kind of dark. Yeah. And Tomorrow Never Dies is a little dark. Yeah. World is not enough, not so much. Yeah. Maybe that's... Maybe that's just what it is. Maybe I'm just a dark. <laughs> you like? I think stuff. I think yeah. I do. Like I've noticed that I kind of like films that are more dark mm-hmm. than uh, like when they're shot dark. I mean, I mean, look at. I mean, granted, I know this isn't the only problem with the first Batman franchise. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it went from or the, the opposite. You mean the Burton ones? Or? Yeah, the yeah. Burton and Schumacher. Yeah, yeah. Combination, and like you know, I mean, it goes from dark as dark as you can get to fucking <laughs> as light as you can get. Yeah. Or more like color than anything, right? right? Because, like, his Gotham, or Burton's Gotham City was, yeah, like, all dark and all, like, points and stuff. And then, yeah, you've got you've got Schumacher's where it's, like, color everywhere. <laughs> and it doesn't really work for Batman. But, right. Yeah. And so, 
And I mean, and you love the Nolan films Nolan for films. Uh, Batman. Yeah, and um, and yeah, like even like Daredevil is darker mm-hmm. now than like the actual movie. And I know that's not the only problem with Ben Affleck's Daredevil, right? But so, so do you think it's the it's being dark so much, or is it more like taking place in a more real world? Maybe. I then again, like, I, I think so. Yeah, it could go I mean, either way, I guess. Yeah, because especially with comic book movies, I mean, it's, you know, you, you got to suspend some belief for fuck's yeah, sake. Yeah, But I don't know. I, that's a good question. I'm probably going to have to <laughs> analyze that and have that wrap around my brain for the next two weeks. <laughs> You're going to really have to do some soul searching on the uh, Some cinema soul searching. So, but yeah, I mean, and, but yeah, it's because, uh, but uh, I guess... One movie that kind of had a good balance that I saw recently that this, that this movie kind of reminded me of because it's kind of similar mm-hmm. is uh, I just saw The Man from Uncle. Oh seen? no, I haven't seen it yet. We talked yeah. about it the other week, but and, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that, that was pretty good. I mean, was it? It, it turned uh, James Bond into a buddy cop film. Yeah, which was interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which you know is right uh, up your alley. <laughs> right. And so, and um, and I think they found a nice, nice balance between light and dark. Yeah, um, I would. I'd be really curious to know what you thought of Spectre now. Yeah. Or, or not Spectre, but uh, um, Skyfall. Skyfall. It, it's, yeah, it's more of the Bond formula movie, mm-hmm. but it's still got kind of the tone of this. Yeah. It's a better looking film. Like Sam Mendes directed it. Uh, Roger Deakins, who's like a legend, uh, yeah. was a cinematographer and looks incredible. But, uh, yeah. and it, it, uh, I don't know if I should even say this beforehand, but uh, it borrows a little bit from The Dark Knight. Like, at least in story and villain, it feels a lot like The Dark Knight in places. Yeah. But uh, it's That's interesting. it's a good movie. Huh. Uh, it's probably my favorite one. Just be- it, it does the best of marrying, like, the character-centric focus of some, like, Casino Royale and, like, kind of the more real-world one or, like, yeah. darker version with, like, you know, the scope of a Bond movie and, like, right. the epicness of it. Yeah. So, I don't know, because... Uh... Because, like, even uh, going back to, like, lighter and darker films, like, like uh, Adam, my, uh, mm-hmm. Sandroni, has been trying to get me on Harry Potter forever. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And I, so I watched <laughs> the first two, and I was like, yeah, they're all right. They're yeah, cool. not not great. Yeah. But, but then he's just like, you got to watch the third one. You'll do the third one. What do you think? I haven't watched it yet. Oh. So, I, like, I need to. Prisoner of like, Azkaban's the best one. Okay. I think, anyway. Like, it, it's it's got the most identity, I feel, of any of them. Uh, it's it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron, who did uh, Children and Men and Gravity. Oh, nice. So, he, yeah, he directs the shit out of it. He's awesome. But, really? uh, uh, yeah, the movie is basically, from that point on, are a lot better with the Harry Potter ones. Because, okay. uh, like, that's still my favorite as the most style to it, kind of, while being, like, a darker more dangerous world uh the later films are even darker than that and like they yeah. they get even more maybe just, just dark because maybe uh, part of it now that i'm thinking about it maybe it's because i love villains so much yeah because i love villains more than heroes i just yeah do. i'm sick and more twisted. interested in them huh? I, I just am they're yeah. just intriguing i mean that's why i like the born identity movie so much just because really because i never i never really care much about the villains in those i thought i thought you know chris cooper was good and brian cox and and david Strait. i mean david Strait really didn't get like yeah it wasn't much but 
But I like. Uh, I thought they had. You know, they were good for. And granted, they were very simple too. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I, I don't think of those as strong like villain movies. That's I don't know. I just, but it was just weird because I just appreciated their villains for some reason. Yeah. I don't know. Just something about just something about the coldness and the very. It's just a job and like. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Know, it was it was interesting. I mean, of course, you got Alan Rickman and everything. He's ever been a bad guy. <laughs> He's and, awesome, yeah. Uh, Great bad guy. He, I mean, uh, but in all fairness, uh, like even though I probably my favorite Die Hard movie is number two. Yeah, you said you really like the villain because of that. William Sadler. Yeah, and like he's fucking brutal. Yeah, that scene where he like he crashes the plane and like they show like montage mm-hmm. and like yeah. you have like babies crying on it and shit and he's just staring at it and he's just like we got you, <laughs> yeah. we got you. Yeah, I was like that is the coldest shit I think I've ever seen in my life. Hey, he's a bad dude. Yeah, <laughs> and like I was like damn, which. You know, and then that and that and that movie also has the best Die Hard fucking kill when he just fucking destroys the plane with a lighter, <laughs> the ejector thing. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! <laughs> and like I was like, yeah, that's so ridiculous, but I dig it. <laughs> it it's really funny out of context. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But uh, yeah. I don't know, anything else we got on Bond this week, or just last thoughts, just generally like this one? Yeah, huh? I like this one, I actually, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go see Quantum of Solace sometime. Really, yeah. You know. Quantum of Solace, not quite as good. That's what I've it's heard. It's the weakest one of the Craig ones. That's but, what I've heard. But uh, Quantum of Solace is interesting because it almost acts as an extended epilogue to Casino Royale. Hmm. Like, it picks up minutes after the end of Casino Royale, and it just continues for like the next day or so. Interesting. And, uh... It, but yeah, it's more like a chase movie. It's like uh, shot a little more like a, bo- a born film. Like it's kind of kind of a you know quick cuts and uh, shaky cam occasionally and stuff. Uh, then then Skyfall Skyfall like doesn't engage as much with the story, but or like the Casino Royale story, but it like kind of uses it as a character backdrop. Interesting. But yeah, uh, they're they're worth watching if you if you enjoyed this one. I I think they're. Definitely better than a lot of the ones that came before. Right. <laughs> so would you, you would say then Casino Royale was it exceeded the expectations you had going in? Yes. It. Yeah. Because I, I like seriously like when I walked out of World is not enough. I was like you know fuck these movies. Never, never seen another seen one again. I worked at a movie theater when Casino Royale came out, so I could have seen it for free. And <laughs> I said fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> now you can say. Bad decision. It was a yeah. good movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, granted, I still saw it for free, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, yeah, it's but, okay. <laughs> but yeah, if I would have paid money, I would have been very upset with myself. And, <laughs> Fair uh, enough. <laughs> but so, um, yeah, because Jesus Christ, I, that movie came out almost ten years ago. Yeah, Casino Royale is about ten years old now. Good lord. Daniel Craig looks older too. Inspector. Yeah. I was looking at him, I was like, he's kinda wearing like grandpa pants. <laughs> it's like his he has hairy knuckles and stuff. I'm like, yeah, he looks like an older dude now. Oh no. But it happens with all the bonds. They like in their later films they always look too old for the job. All right. And uh sometimes they pay attention to that fact and sometimes they don't. <laughs> but yeah, uh that might do it for this week then. Um Thanks for listening. We don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll catch you then. (laughs) Later. Bye.